0: rugby league fans welcome to the nrl back three podcast coach squid and lj here to bring you the bands from the week that was and of course the week ahead and boys round five jesus what a round it was like high school musical out there we had highs we had lows shit there was even streakers but boys
1: first of all lj mate how was your weekend I'm good, Super Sharknado Sunday really set it off with those streakers, and to be honest it turned a little sloppy, um, but I'm 100% here for it and looking to back up again this weekend. How was Sydney squid? Did you get in the game? What was the atmosphere like? What's it like to be in a real game for a change? Fuck,
2: what a week, boys. Went to Sydney, obviously for a work thing, but, you know, thought try and throw in a league game uh, while I'm over there. And uh, just ended up having a four-day bender at the evenings, working during the day. And no, I did not make it to the game. So, um, you know, that's a a real taste of home because that's happened uh, several times before. You know, I thought that I'd mix jet lag and booze, um, you know, but I really thought the booze would counteract the jet lag. But it kind of didn't have the desired effect. Um, to make it to the game it just had the desired effect of inebriation so there you go oh how good now speaking of how good
0: boys for me well how good was it to finally see an nrl player bust out the old nrl b3 salute (laughs) You, you may be asking who guys well he's a huge fan of the potty and he really just sent us a huge shout out over the weekend we can basically call him family it's of course ryan james rydog was in the sheds with the boys as the coach kevy bloody walters was addressing them and he turned around and noticed that the cameras were rolling and decided to take this opportunity to call out the boys and did the old classic wave behind the back which has become synonymous with our podcast it was great to see and a lot of the media have really taken it the wrong way but we knew what it was and uh, that's all that matters let's see if any of the other boys can shout us out again this weekend and fucking on you
1: ryan you're a bloody legend Yeah, well we all know this originated when you guys found out that I was a Sharks fan. And that is just something that all the boys do nowadays, you know? Kind of a signal like the Shark, uh, does it up high, but if you're not on the Sharks team, it's a bit lower. Now for me boys, how good was the Big Bad Chad Cup? It lived up to the hype, and to be honest, it's up there with State of Origin for me. We definitely need three standalone fixtures each year. Now the best part of it for me was Chit taking small little SJ under his wing, Going, hey, mate, I can show you how to kick. Showed him how to do a power kick that barely makes it above eight feet, but still manages to travel 30 and hit that game-winning field goal. Oh, good on you, Chit. I love how you're teaching the old and some new tricks.
0: You know, LJ, I think I know what happened here, and it's the old famous LJ Freaky Friday situation. Squid, you know all about this as well. And I think Chit and LJ actually swapped bodies.
2: Uh, What do you guys reckon? It's definitely a high chance because i mean they did look like they played a little out of character or at least you know like mir- mirrored each other's normal gameplay i
0: just noticed chit doing a 40 20 fuck me surely there was uh chit in sj's body
1: to be honest they just changed jersey numbers and it fucking confused everybody um so <laughs> all game was actually sean johnson at six
2: here I am thinking that Chet's uh, finally experienced enough to really take these rookies under his under his wing, as you say, Koshin. You know, just lead the way, show them how to play the game, and put in a game winning performance. Beautiful. Now, how good for me, boys! Happened in a couple of games over the weekend, but streakers, streakers were back, and the players love it. Gives them a bit of a breather and a laugh at the same time. Now, my only issue with is if somebody's going to streak, we want you to commit. All we want is to see some tits and dicks out for the boys. <laughs> oh,
0: Imagine uh, imagine Gordon Tellers doing it. Jeez, that would be a sight. The raging bull sack.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you always got to pick the right game for a streak, though, as well. And also make sure that um, you're not endowed enough. That poor woman in the weekend may have knocked herself out, given herself a black eye if she had taken her bra off. You know, the Big Bad Chad Cup was amazing,
0: but the one thing it did lack was a streaker. Ah,
1: oh, that's true.
0: Now, boys, we're gonna head straight on over to Muppet of the Week. NRL Muppet of the Week. Okay, Muppet of the Week. Well, there can only be one person. Actually, it was almost hey, gonna be Yo, Who's Muppet of the Week? I'm uh, just a bit gonna explain that. There was really almost gonna be one. So Coach, other... um Muppet of the Week? Uh yeah. yeah about to say it man so it was almost going to be afb okay, i don't know if i then, heard
1: you about muppet of the week
0: uh so it's uh if you let me finish it was um the fucking hey, LJ, reporter have
2: you asked coach about muppet of the week yet
0: jesus boys let me say who muppet of the week was. it was the bloody reporter from the kalen ponga press conference all right it was the fucking reporter from the kalen ponga re- fucking... <laughs> oh, can we just move on can we just... oh, that's it i'm leaving
1: I'm... i need a break Well, Kosha's off to take a break. Let's go to Kalen Ponga's favorite section, Ladder Talk. Ladder Talk. (laughs) Oh, now, boys, what a fucking sexy ladder this is looking. Mm -mm -mm. Sharks managed to win and go up this week. That was something surprising. So they snuck their way into a sexy second. And, oh, boys, I think we call the season now. I wanted to call it last (laughs) week. Let's call it now and just play Big Bad Chat Cup games for the rest of the year. Squid, what are your thoughts?
2: I mean, the only issue that I have with that, LJ, is that the, the Warriors seem to win and I think they actually went down a spot to seventh because uh, they seem to be only winning by one or two points, but hey, a win is a win. Um, speaking of wins, there hasn't really been too much overall change, just a couple of spots, but seven out of those top eight teams won. So it looks like the top eight might be asserting their dominance and the dregs are just getting left in dreg land and that might be all she wrote, even though we're only six rounds in. Oh, I'm Kosha's back now, mate. We're just into ladder talk. You got anything to add to this now that you've calmed down? (laughs) Uh, Ladder talk. Ladder talk. Yeah, well, actually, I did notice that the Rabbits, they were one of the
0: only teams to win over the weekend from the bottom eight last weekend. So they've actually moved up to ninth and they're on the trajectory up. So can't wait to see them go up to the top of the ladder. Sure, they've lost Latrell, but they've got that sweet mate Taffy. He's going to come in and carry those clubs to a bloody championship. Let's go. Let's do it.
2: You're right there, Coach. Taffy's definitely got one of the sweetest names. And speaking of sweet, I think we've got a Debbie Donuts plug this week.
0: Yeah, well, a little bit more of a shout-out towards Debbie. She uh, did it pretty tough over the weekend. She was all set and turned on the deep fries nearing the end of that Sharks-Tigers game, only to have her heart broken by Ken Mamalo. That bastard. <laughs> he bloody decided that uh, while the rest of his team had given up, he would decide to intercept. to be fair, a very stupid pass from one of the Sharks players to score a try in the last 40 seconds. Jesus. But this weekend, boys, she's put her thinking cap on, and she's actually entering the, the chalky Easter egg game, being Easter, of course, and she'll be offering a basket of rabbit eggs to any team who comes up short over the weekend. We love you, Debbie. Keep up the good work. Keep your chin up, mate. But speaking of Debbie's Donuts, games to watch boys. Oh, and for me, it can only be this Eels versus West game at Combank Stadium. Not only does this one have one of the most crack-up build-ups, as the West Tigers always claim that this is their home ground too, but this is going to be an absolute all-out tri-fest. Mitchell Moses is yet again about to part the Ds, setting up his team at every t- opportunity. And Gutho always comes out swinging at this place. These poor West Voldemorts, you know, they're just going to get slaughtered yet again, and I'm all up for it. I'm expecting a Debbie's Donuts, let's say 60-0. Come on, Eels.
2: My game to watch has to be the Shitney Rooters versus the Warriors. It's a game that could just turn either of their seasons on its head. The Rooters haven't really been playing that well, so it could be the game to turn it around. And if the Warriors can pull out a scalp like the Roosters, you know, been up there the last few seasons it could say hey you know we've got those couple of losses out of the way and we're starting to turn it around um and you know if uh cht could do what he did last week and take a little sj under his wing and just guide him through the game then i think we could be in with a shot let's go warriors
1: well enough about the teams fighting for the loser place of eighth let's look at the top of the table and i have the sharks versus the mighty storm this weekend Now the Sharks and Storm have a bit of a rivalry, uh, highly dominated by the Storm, but a few times the Sharks managed to pit them at the post, including that 2016 Song year where they got their first Premiership. Now the Sharks have only taken care of some trash this week, or maybe the last few weeks even, they haven't really played a top tier team, and to be honest this one makes me nervous. So nervous, in fact, that I uh, decided that I'm going to start a can fortress. Now, this is my little can fortress where I can watch the game. Every time I finish a drink, I put it up there and I just sit there and I'll be safe. I'll be safe from the abuse, be safe from the messages, and hopefully the sharks can win. Now, there's something that I didn't actually tell you that um, in the long weekend, the drinking rules actually change. So it's not how many beers before midday. It's actually how many beers since you finished your last day of work so from thursday at 5 pm you can really roll on until that saturday nine thirty, and i could have a fucking fortress tower right up to the roof and it keeps the missus out keeps the haters on the text out and you know actually keeps me out from going to the bathroom so i might have to make a fortress toilet
2: so if you are uh, do end up getting that fortress mate you need someone to help you with the cleanup you can always give your boy uh, trashman talakai a call and he'll help <laughs> me clean it up <laughs> Once the missus gets angry, (laughs) eh? (laughs)
0: Get that shit out of my living room.
2: Unless he meets your missus, mate, he's like, fuck, is there room for two? I need to hide in here as well. (laughs) Ooh.
0: Well, on that note, boys, we better head over to our sponsor of the week. Oh, damn, sponsor of the week. Now, guys, this week's podcast is proudly brought to us by Felt Tips. Just the product you need when you want to draw one of your favorite NRL players laying on the ground. Just like Jack, you can paint one of them like you do all those French players. Like Mitchell Pearce. He's a good one to draw. Felt tips, ladies and gentlemen. Grab some at your local arts and crafts store
1: today. Right next to the bundle of popsicle sticks. Ooh, and now right next to those popsicle sticks, you actually have a hot glue gun. And I'll need to bring that to my house for the fortress, especially if is coming around because he is my 1v1... Versus some Ollum. Now we do love some big beefy boys. Now especially in the center as well. Ollum in the weekend he scored a try. And he started smashing his chest. Trying to impersonate a garbage can. Telling <laughs> Talakai you're next. I'm coming for you lad. And Talakai just laughed it off. Because he's got those highlighter pink tights on. And he's ready to run over him all weekend. Ooh, Justin's one of my favourites too.
2: Who have you got, Squid? (laughs) I've gone with some big, beefy boys in the centres as well, and it can be none other than Tago versus Stags. One of the best up-and-coming players we've seen so far this year, going up against one of the most recent, hottest properties. We all know the potential that this clash could be.
0: Ooh, that one's going to be hard to beat, Squid. But for my 1v1, I can't go past Wade Egan versus Sam Verrills. Now, you've got arguably the... 18th best hooker in the NRL up against the 17th best hooker in the NRL and what will be an absolute clash of the slowest ball deliveries. I don't know who comes out on top of this one, boys, but you know what? I think that's the point these two want to prove. Who is the steadiest hooker currently in the NRL? Let's find out this weekend.
1: That's the first time ever probably the whole defensive line will make it back. They can stop, set themselves, wait,
2: wait, wait then move forward. Absolutely. It's like, I'm not sure if you've actually watched these two players up in close when they're in dummy half, but you can almost see them breathe and mouth the words, one, two, three, go. It's like he's almost alarming himself, but also the D-line at the same time.
1: Well, I heard um, Egan's not actually an (laughs) (laughs) ambi-passer
2: and he struggles a bit. So
1: Sun yells out, I'm on your left. And he like puts his hands up and he's like, they both make Ls. And so he has to think about who wants the ball and he just hits it.
0: Now, all jokes aside, boys, and we all know how much I love Nathan Brown, but surely all you do at training is get Wade Egan to just fucking practice passing the ball. Hell, Robinson could do the same with Verils. I just don't understand it. Like, I'm not an NRL coach, but maybe I should be. Just saying.
2: <laughs> I mean, you'd probably do better than some of these guys out there, that's for sure. <laughs>
1: coach, you a coach? Um... Don't think so. I think we should have a live look at Super Coach Corner. Cuz he's a super coach, super coach, He's super eh? Right now the boys are back at it again with the chicken rain and it feels so good. Captain Talakai 3 and 0. Now, the strategy of winning a lot of games early wasn't agreed on by this podcast and I think it's a strategy that I'm going to keep on with. Just pure winning. Now, the poor old little hot stepper is about to have a sad Easter. We'll just leave it at that. He ain't getting no premierships. He ain't getting no championship points. He might not even get any Easter eggs. I might come over there and eat them as well.
2: Well, LJ, I'm glad that your belly's full, mate, because I am starving over here. It did not rain chicken over in my super coach. Uh, I unfortunately went down to the Dukes by a measly two points, and this is just unbelievable. How can you lose by two points? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And if Kakao had scored in the last play of the weekend, I would have had a comfortable win. Fuck you, Kakao. You owe me for that one.
0: Oh, well, I do know your pain, Squid. I do know your pain. But there's nothing to be painful about. It's still early, as I keep saying. But uh, I did manage to pick up a win for myself this weekend. Didn't get 1,000 points, but (laughs) shame, Matt. But boys, (laughs) moving right along to this coming week. And I know it's been a short run. But it's time to trade out Targo. It's my hot tip this weekend. I've got a little sneaky tip that he's actually out of the Panthers lineup. He's got a little sneaky foot injury. And a couple of players who I reckon you could probably replace him with is uh, Bailey Cernan for the Warriors. Had himself an absolute perler over the weekend. Or Tepai Moroa. I know he's scored fucking pretty terribly over the last few weeks, but you know what? We know how good he is, and so should you. He's Rock bottom price. So pick him up now because he's about to lift up. I reckon he's gonna score about 60 points.
2: <clears throat> oh sorry boys, I just got a little bit distracted there. I was just doing something that's uh unpodcast related. Um trade out <laughs> <Smarowa> <laughs> or sitterin in this weekend. Okay, cool. Where are we up to? Let's go. Let's go to ramble time. Let's, Let's get, get ready, ready, to, ready
0: to, to ramble. ramble. Oh, I absolutely love that intro. Oh, it gets me pumped up every time. But boys, it's time to talk about coaches. After a couple of piss-poor performances over the weekend, and now that we're heading into round six, the traditional round for a coach about to lose his job, boys, who do you think is the first coach that's officially about to lose their job? Squid, who do you reckon, mate?
2: Oh, I'd have to go with Madge McGuire. He'll be the first one in to get a pay rise. I mean... The boys are just playing well. He's a great coach. Oh, is this about getting hired or fired? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, getting
0: fired. Who's about to lose their job? Oh,
2: oh, oh fired. Sorry, I just I, I misread the notes there. Um, well, in that case, it's going to have to be Michael Maguire because their team has performed poorly so far. And fortunately for us, it doesn't look like it's going to change anytime soon. So... Get out of here, Voldemort, we don't want to talk about
1: you anymore. Now, Squid, I definitely see one of the Maguire boys getting fired first, if not super coach. But for me, it has to be Adam O'Brien. Now, he's come out with this new curfew. He's put the whole nights on a lunch or dinner curfew. So they aren't allowed to eat any meals without another nights player or coach there, and everything has to be recorded. Nothing to do with any kind of fish either. So no squid, <laughs> mussels, <laughs> dolphins, sharks. They're not allowed anything on the menu. And you know what? That's going to get him cut because they're already heading towards the bottom for a spoon again anyway. But now the players players are going to be leaving. They can't have meals by themselves.
2: It's just going to be like three or four nights players going to have lunch with Wayne Bennett. And feel be like, oh, well, we're all together. This is okay, right? Because, uh, hey, Wayne, we all want to get out because we heard Adam O'Brien's getting fired. And also, because they'll be eating dinner at four o'clock
1: for Wayne Bennett, there won't be a lot of paparazzi <laughs> around. <laughs> now, I don't know about
0: seafood, mate, but is, is, is frog on the menu there, LJ? Is frog allowed? Oh, I think it could be allowed. It's not, it doesn't live in the sea. Oh, good, because speaking of toads, um, Phil Guild is probably, <laughs> in all honesty, I reckon he's getting rid of Barrett. I reckon give him a two or three weeks, and Phil Guild will be getting rid of old Trent Barrett, the pretty boy. He's two pretty boys. He, he can't be a coach. You, you can't be a supermodel and coach at the same time, especially when there's mirrors everywhere. Well, what about male models? Are you, are you kidding me? I literally just told you.
2: Well, the good thing about it is he'll have a backup job at Debbie's because he knows by this stage he'll know how well they're made and how well they're basically how they're put together
0: he could be the jared of subway guy he could just have this little cutout. he could have this little cartoon cutout. he could be the posty child of debbie's donuts
2: he'll have the opposite effect the way he'll go from this handsome meal model looking guy to old jared just with like some chub stuff fucking eating donuts all the time there's some sketchy shit that that Jared dude did, eh? So, uh, Trent, look out, mate.
0: I know you're about to lose your job, but don't do any of that sketchy shit. Moving right along.
1: <laughs> PS1 controller. Six-pack of strawberry up and goes. One delicious behemoth can. A signed photo of the NRL back three at our steamy photo shoot. These are a list of things I could have spent $10 on instead of the fucking West Tigers <laughs> due to my our mishitter here first that I had to put
2: on. Jeez, mate, I was wondering where you were going with this, to be honest. That was, uh, yeah, it was quite the list. It's, it's almost as big a list as the things that I could do when I'm not drinking in a weekend. Now that we're on with the same play, LJ, yeah, so uh, unfortunately you had to put the $10 on the Voldemort's, and how did that pan out? Wow, they got a hiding, um, as expected. $10 down the drain. None of our misheard it came through last week, so we're on to this week now. So, Trob, what's our game? Let us know. And he has given us the Sea Turbos versus the Tinas Titans. Well, when the Sea Turbos don't have Tommy, it's always gonna be unpredictable. So I'm back, with my boy, Brumsum in for a double this week. LJ, what do you got?
1: Oh, this is an interesting one. I think I'm gonna do it. Yep. I'm gonna say the Sea Eagles are gonna choke. They're gonna be leading at halftime and then lose full time. So the halftime, full time double will go Sea Eagles, Titans. And Titans are gonna win this game.
0: Oh, for me, boys, well, we obviously have to think pretty quickly on the podcast for this segment, and originally I was going to say this is going to be like the Titans versus West Tigers game where they don't score a try and it's won on penalties, but you know what? Number 14 for the Manly Seagulls, Dylan Walker. Oh, dildo. In all honesty, here's my call, boys. He will get punched in the face this weekend. You can guarantee it. <laughs> dildo Walker, punch in the face, make it happen. I want to nominate someone for another five
2: bucks. The only way I won't be pissed off if that doesn't happen is if he doesn't last long on the field and he breaks his ass again. (laughs) That that will be acceptable for me. I will give you a win for that, Coach, if that happens. Well, that's just the personal bet that Coach and I have got on the side. And speaking of bets, we've got everybody else's other favourite, favourite segment, TAB time.
1: Well, this is Tim Simona's favourite segment. And I'm going to start you off with Rapana for first try scorer. Now, I've been putting on a same game multi with Rapana scoring first try and Jack lets fuck them up Whiten to score any time for the first five rounds of the season. So I'm going to keep that rolling. So that's a personal bet. But I'm telling you right now, Rapana, first try. Squid, who do you have?
2: I love it when you come with Big Puppy. These big bad boys love playing on a Thursday night before Easter because then they can get it in Get it out of the way, and they can indulge in Debbie's Easter eggs all weekend. So I reckon Puppy's going to be the first one to cross the white line, and it's going to be under the black dot. Let's go, Puppy.
0: Oh, Squid, love the tunes, mate. You Honestly, you're missing out. You need to take up a music career or something. Jesus, that's beautiful. But, boys, for me, oh, I'm going to go with the man of the hour from the weekend. Some call him Captain Handsome, but you know what we call him? Big Bad Chad. After losing the coveted BVCC over the weekend, Big Bad's going to come out firing and secure the first try against the Ricky Raiders. That's what I like to call them. But uh, you know what you can do? Bet a house on it. Go on. Go on. Don't tell the missus. Get the TAB account out. Bet your house. Gamble responsibly. (laughs) Well, boys, that, of course, brings us to the end of this week's podcast. An absolute ripper work, boys. Plenty of football on this weekend. Round six. Let's go. But we'll see you guys right here next week on the NRL Back Three podcast.
2: Hey, coach, do you really think I could make it as a singer? La 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 la. Did you see my chair turn?